This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soulfully Casual Podcast presented by Matty Ice Media. As always, I'm your host, Matty Ice, and it's another lovely Friday, isn't it, folks? Uh, I hope it's good where you are. It's definitely good where I am. The weather has been absolutely spectacular recently. Uh, I found myself yesterday sitting out on my deck while working, and I can't tell you how long it's been since I've done that. Uh, My son felt like he was, what, like maybe two or three months old the last time I did that. Uh, It does get a little hot here in Virginia, so the humidity kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of sitting outside most days during the summer, but... Uh, these, you know, 70 degree days during March have just absolutely energized me. I've talked about uh, having seasonal depression to an extent and just the sun, the being able to be outside, being able to be active without having to bundle up. It's been awesome. So I hope that wherever you are listening from, whether that's here in the States or international, I love all of my audience. So thank you to everybody for tuning in. And I kind of wanted to talk about cancel culture. Um, not that I necessarily want to get into what it is. I think most people listening understand the idea or the concept of cancel culture. So we as a society, and I think specifically in the United States, but really I don't think it's, it's, um, you know, only here or exclusive to the United States because I think you see it more on like social media, but generally speaking, when somebody of prominence, uh, celebrity sports figures, people like that, uh, when they air, generally speaking, Um, we seem to want to cancel them and it seems to be somewhat universal I really don't see there being any type of boundaries when it comes to uh, the people that we decide to cancel Uh, we also decide to cancel other things too and not just uh, people but we decide to cancel anything from a, a yesteryear that you know is deemed inappropriate for today's moralities or today's expectations and standards we have evolved as a society, folks. I think that's that's obvious. You know, I talk a lot on this show about uh, needing to be empathetic, needing to understand the plight of others. I've talked about racial relations. I've talked about females and what they go through. So I am definitely somebody who I don't consider myself woke. I think that word is way too passe, if you will. Um, but I, den- gen- I do generally try to think of other perspectives besides my own. I think that it's natural for people in life to be selfish and I think it's natural to only sort of focus on the bubble in which we live in because we really all do live in some kind of a bubble, right? Like whatever it is that we decide to do with our lives and surround ourselves with in life, uh, we are surrounded by that. We generally don't like to deviate from that because we don't generally like to have our boats rocked, if you will. But the recent stories have been about TV shows mainly Disney-focused shows uh, on the Disney Plus network. Uh, and or Not just Disney Plus, but I think HBO Max also. I think that's where Looney Tunes is housed. But there's been some talk in the media these days about um, the portrayals of non-white people in old Disney movies. Uh, I can specifically think of a few that come to mind. Certainly the Siamese Cats, I believe in Lady and the Tramp. Um, the Indian Tribe, the Native American Tribe in Peter Pan and the son that goes along with that. There are certainly uncomfortable moments to go around, right? Those of us watching these movies from a better perspective, from a more enlightened position, I think can recognize that, right? And I think that's what's happening to an extent. I think we are now looking at 
um, you know, the things we consume with a better lens. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think that there is uh, merit to the idea that we want to make sure that we understand the context and the implications of everything that we do. Another theme on this show has been accountability. Accountability for many things. Um, I think we'll get into that next week because I do want to talk about accountability as it relates to other stories that we've heard in the sports realm. Um, I've talked about Urban Meyer, but there's been some other stories that have come about that I really want to uh, want to get into, and I think it sort of relates to this. And so anyway, uh, so we as a society, I guess, have decided that the uh, the instances in which we find there to be a problematic portrayal or a problematic scene, problematic song, that they, they need to be addressed. But that's not really where it stops. They end up needing to be addressed in such a drastic way in which we sort of eradicate them from existence. Uh, we pretend that they don't exist. Um, we've seen that in more grandiose fashion with uh, you know Confederate statues, and I think that is a different issue than TV shows. Uh, but I think all of it, in a, in a sense, boils down to this idea, and this is the way a friend of mine put it, remembrance versus reverence, right? With the Confederate statues, I definitely can get behind the idea of not having those displayed in a public way that gives off the idea of reverence. Like we don't, we should not be uh, celebrating those uh, figures from our past. You know, we should be learning about them, but not celebrating them. So the idea of taking the statues out of public display makes sense to me, uh, but the idea of destroying them completely doesn't make sense to me. Like there, there seems to be a, a lost opportunity there. I talked about opportunities in my last episode, so it all kind of ties together. In a much sillier sense, um, you know, these, these again, uh, problematic portrayals, whether it be Dr. Seuss, whether it be in Disney cartoons, or whether it be in Looney Tunes, and I think specifically of Pepe Le Pew, um, I, I don't know if eradication is necessarily the best way to do that. I think that we as a society need opportunities to see uncomfortable things and be able to grow with them. I think the news these days is mostly uncomfortable things. I think the um, public identification of these these instances, right, these uncomfortable and inappropriate uh, portrayals is, is already a step in the right direction. The fact that we as a society have become at least somewhat uh, sensitive to it in a way in which we are outing ourselves, basically saying, hey, look, you know, we as a company, let's take the Disney company, for example, who has produced, what, thousands and thousands of specials, TV shows, movies, you name it. And we also probably know, and if you don't, this is something to definitely look up, but we also know that Walt Disney himself, the creator of this empire now, um, has a very questionable past when it comes to uh, anti-Semitic views. Uh, and so there's going to be discomfort everywhere that you look when you go to our past. When you look at the creators, the forefathers of anything, even down to the forefathers of this country, you're going to find uncomfortable truths that, that are there, right? Thomas Jefferson is considered one of the great innovators of this country, the cornerstones of why this country is where it is. He was a slave owner. And I think it's important to recognize those things. Absolutely important. Because I think in any instance, whether it's a historical matter relating to this country or whether it's just your personal lineage, it's so very important to know where you came from, to know where the people came from, right? What their backstories are, what your backstory is, the people you're related to, what their backstory is. Extremely important because it gives you the context of where things are today. 
But I think the question that we're not necessarily asking ourselves is, is it appropriate to apply today's morals to everything that happened in the past? I do think that we run into this instance where we go a little bit too far back and perhaps the application of today's morals, of today's better understanding of what we need to be as a society uh, becomes a little bit, I don't want to say silly necessarily, because again, the idea of identifying these and learning why these things are inappropriate is very important. It's a step that we all need to be taking, but applying them to you know, many things, um, it's it sometimes, we, I wonder if we're undoing the, the educational value in these things. like. It's important that Christopher Columbus technically, you know, quote unquote, discovered America, like that the idea that he did come here. Did he discover it in the sense that we have now remembered in history? No, that's not the case. But is it important to also remember the things that happened between him and the native peoples that were here, right? It, yes, of course, it's very important. Uh, but is it fair to say that Christopher Columbus should have known what we now understand better today? It's really hard to say. Um, slavery is a very similar issue, right? Like the people that supported it in the South were all of them uh, created as horrible people. I don't know if I can say that. I can't necessarily paint with that broad of a brush. Is it important to understand the significance of why slavery was one of the darkest, if not the darkest time in this country's history? Yes, absolutely it is, right? It so is. Like, I don't think there's any, well, there's probably people that would dispute that. And if you are going to dispute that, well, then I don't know what to do with you. But um, I'm not going to dispute that. Like, I, it's very important. Slavery, thinking of other human beings as less than you is not something I can ever get behind because the color of your skin does not determine the person inside. It never will. And we should not be looking at things like that. Um, but to say that all of those people should be seen the way that we see them today, like canceling them, it's hard to say because it was in such a time in which things were much more normalized. Uh, Pepe Le Pew is another great example. So I remember a Dave Chappelle stand-up stand comedy uh, special in which he talked about Pepe Le Pew being a rapist. And while funny, it's also very true. Pepe Le Pew's character and the actions that he takes are deeply uncomfortable. And they're deeply uncomfortable for women, and especially women who have been through that experience in real life. Um, there is no way that you can ever, you know, take that away from anybody who's ever been through any type of unwanted um, attention, unwanted harassment, anything like that. Um, and and you know, recognizing the fact that that character throughout the years has done things that we now are condemning, like we know full, wholeheartedly that you know, for better for you know, lack of a better example, Pepe Le Pew acting like Harvey Weinstein is not what we need from our, our you know, Saturday morning cartoons, if that's even still a thing. Um, you're right, like even, it, we know this, and Pepe Le Pew should not be acting in this way in anything going forward, and we need to address it of why did we do that, you know, going behind. But again, so we're taking Pepe Le Pew out, we are taking Peter Pan out, from you know, kids' profiles, we're taking all these things out. But I do wanna ask a fundamental question. I do wanna ask if we as a society are doing ourselves a disservice by not highlighting these things more in a way that people can have dialogue about it. If there's one thing that I think we as a society need more of to get to that better understanding, to get to that better empathy uh, with each other, it's, it's dialogue. Uh, I think it's something that we're sorely lacking. 
most of what we consider dialogue is I'm right, you're wrong, right? And that's what we do. We're either agreeing with each other because we're on the same side, we're disagreeing with each other, and we're yelling at each other. There's really not that much dialogue that takes place on the whole in general. It's certainly not happening on social media. I mean, there are, I've said this before too, there are people that go around just looking for fights on social media. They want to find somebody to tell them that they're wrong or to disagree with them. Their entire life is based off of finding somebody to disagree with and say something shitty to, pardon my language. But that's what we are, like that's not dialogue, it's not helpful. Me telling you that, well, I believe it because I, I think it's true and never hearing anything else of it, we're not doing ourselves any credit there. We are not growing, we are not thinking differently, we are not even coming close to reaching empathy. We're just saying that you're wrong, I'm right. And, and that's why I think in these instances that I'm specifically speaking to, the cartoons that are you know being canceled, for lack of a better word, uh, I think we're missing out here. Because I know that when I was a kid, I watched a lot of these things. Um, much of it went over my head. And I don't think it's because I was stupid. I think it's because I was a kid. I was not looking for a lot of these, you know, inappropriate things. Um, but these days, I think there is an opportunity, again, there's that word, for parents to engage their children on this where appropriate. Uh, there's a lot of younger kids who I think can watch this and wouldn't even know why the Peter Pan song is necessarily wrong. They may not even emulate the song, right? And if they don't, no harm, no foul. You're kind of moving on. Um, and if they do start to say those things, and that's the opportunity right there to say, you know, this, this, you know, this isn't right. To whatever level it is the child is, right? If it's a three-year-old, you're not going to have a nuanced conversation about Native American policies and, um, and Native American uh, struggles in this country, but you're going to fundamentally say that this is wrong because this is not the type of words that we use to talk about other people. If it's an older you know, child, like my, my nieces are 12, um, you can have that nuanced conversation. And I will bet you anyway that today's kids are probably going to say, that doesn't sound right. And if you're doing your job right, if you are you know, teaching your kids about the, you know, about the, the proper way to look at human beings, that it's what's inside that counts, not what they look like, then I think these instances where they are uncomfortable, where something doesn't feel right, I think they're going to have that sense. I think we need to give kids more credit for knowing when something is wrong or right. And a lot of that does come down to how they are raised, of course. I mean, we've talked about a lot of racism starts at home. Uh, a lot of sexism starts at home because there are normalized behaviors in households that have been normalized for many years. And Cleveland and I talked about that the other day on um, on Cowboy Season because, you know, uh, the, the show Mad Men is critically acclaimed. Um, but the entirety of Don Draper's character is uncomfortable, right? Chauvinistic. Uh, women are objects. They are, you know, they are meant as secondary to him, something to conquer. And uh, especially in the workplace, women were not seen as equal. And in a lot of places, they aren't still today. We're still fighting that battle. Um, but I think the, the behaviors were seen as more normalized. I think more women seem to cater to that because they felt as if they weren't going to get where they wanted to go if they didn't accommodate that. And that's the kind of thing that we're trying to denormalize. Like that's what we need to get rid of in our society 
is women fearing their careers or fearing their livelihoods because they're not cowering to this idea that these men think they're invincible and can do that or that men think that they're better than women we shouldn't do that but i think that we need to have dialogue we need to have conversations i think that hey kids you know the the song from peter pan this is why it's bad you know these are the reasons why it's just not something that we do now we don't talk about people that don't look like us in this kind of way we don't use these kinds of words to do that pepe Le Pew is another good example right um is there a reason why pepe can't exist in the looney tunes universe i would argue no there's no reason why he can't and i think that there's an opportunity to show not just kids but adults too that hey guess what pepe learned something over the years like when a attractive drawn cartoon walks by him instead of his first instinct be to unwantingly woo them maybe we find out that pepe's like you know what i found out that, that wasn't really cool i don't think that that's the way i want to be um you know i want to do things the right way and i know that sounds silly and it sounds like we're forcing that into our cartoons but isn't that what happens in real life right like don't we start out as young kids and emulate the people that are around us and then learn why that is not cool uh and then learn why that's not something that we should be doing don't we say words that we hear i mean i was what two years old and my first curse words came out of my mouth because i heard my aunt say them and my parents had to tell me why that that wasn't something that i was allowed to do why those were adult words right i mean that's what happens you emulate things and then you learn you adapt most people do i hope that they do the things that i thought about when i was 20 i don't think about right now at 38. the ways in which i thought about just life in general are nowhere near what i think about now and i think that's the way that it should be so there's no reason why pepe Le Pew can't be involved and say i learned something today to use that cliched south park i learned something today and i do think we're missing an opportunity there i do think we're missing an opportunity to properly portray how even the entertainment world in which that we you know keeps us uh entertained can evolve too um you know updating those things in a way that feels appropriate that does justice to the the content um so that's just some some things that have gone through my head recently when it comes to cancel culture but i wanted you to think about this um many people in our lifetime are going to make some kind of a mistake you see it all the time um the the most recent uh, incident that i can think of is the miami heat player who used a uh, um anti-semitic word on a live twitch and i think if if we're being honest with ourselves um well number one like we can't be comfortable with how comfortable he was using that word like there's just no way that we should be comfortable with that like it's just i, I don't get it like you're basically on live tv and to throw it out there is if it's the word like I, I don't understand it um but also understanding that it's not the first time that this has happened that's a word that has been normalized in that person's life and they're using it uh out of ignorance which is worse right it's it, to me it's almost worse than hatred using a word and not realizing the implications of using it not realizing the ripple effect that it can have um you know that's not good uh but people are going to make mistakes people are going to show us their true colors uh, but I think that we have to allow them the chance to grow and knowing that not everybody's going to, knowing that there are tons of people out there who will always be who they are, 
and I hate to say this, but our former president is one of the, is one of those people. Like if you are hoping that he is going to become something that he has not shown himself to be over the last four years, you're going to be waiting a really long time. Like he's not going to change. Um, but people can. People can un be held to understand things through accountability. Um, you know that what I fear is that we are not allowing that. That we are constricting ourselves to the point that you know basically nobody can ever repent nobody can ever be forgiven nobody can ever be allowed to have make a comeback to grow uh, and i think that we're missing an opportunity there i think that we need to allow that we need to allow dialogue we need to allow these people to hear from the perspectives of others why what they did was hurtful that's how we get the true empathy the dialogue and sure these you know the people that make mistakes and i'm gonna be one of them in some form or fashion not in saying racist things but just in general in life like you're gonna make mistakes and what do we end up having to do when we make a mistake we take our lumps whether the mistake is financial whether the stake is relationship related we take our lumps we take the hits and we get back up and we move forward we adapt we grow we hopefully learn from it learning from our mistakes is the most powerful teaching tool that we have out there Nothing that you learn in school is going to teach you what it's like to uh, get up from your mistakes, to grow, to get better, to better yourself. Nothing's going to teach you that. It has to come naturally. And if we're not allowing the space to do that in the realm of these canceled things, um, again, knowing that there are lines to be had, like, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be, but I'm saying that not everybody should be painted with a broad brush. Not every person who um, mistakes you know, who does something uh, against women is Harvey Weinstein, right? People can misread things. Um, you know, you never know. But so not everybody's that. Not everybody is Donald Trump. Not everybody is a raging racist. Um, we all need to come to a better understanding. We all need to be better educated. And that comes from us, right? It comes from us doing the research, understanding perspectives of others, coming to truly listen to others. And that's that thing, listening dialogue you may feel very strongly about something and it may be something that is a good thing to be feel strongly about but just because you feel strongly about it doesn't mean that you're 100 right 100 of the time there's going to be people who have a differing opinion of you and i think sometimes the combination of the two strong opinions is you know where we where we should be there's not always a black and white answer to, to these problems. There is not always a simple solution to these complicated issues that we're trying to work through. Fundamentally, yes, we want to be better humans. We want to treat people better. We want to, um, you know, adhere to the golden rule as it were, treat others as you would love to be treated. Uh, and that includes everybody that looks like you and doesn't look like you. We need to understand why we have made mistakes in the past. We need to understand how to better ourselves from those mistakes, to move on from those mistakes and to learn from them. And that's just what I want. Um, again, I'm going to make mistakes in my life. I've made them up until this point and I'll continue to make them again. And, you know, I want to do the best that we can to cleanse society of these, um, you know, these ills that we go through that portray other people that don't look like somebody um, or, you know, who doesn't act like somebody who doesn't believe the same thing as somebody. I want us to get to where we don't do that anymore. But I do think it's going to take some uncomfortable lumps. I do think it's going to take us the ability to, you know, give some breathing space. And I want people, I want that for people. So 
If you're listening to this now and you completely disagree with me and think that we should cancel everything, okay. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear why you feel that way. If you're somebody that feels like we shouldn't cancel anything, I'd love to hear that too. And if you're somebody that's like me who feels that every instance shouldn't be treated the same, um, I would love to hear that as well because I want the best for society. I want the best for human beings and I want us as a as a race of people, you know, the human race. Uh, I want us to continue to grow and be better for each other. Like I want us to think about each other and not just ourselves. And I think we will get there. I think it's going to take time. It may not be in my lifetime, but hopefully it'll be in my son's lifetime or your children's lifetime. And if we're all trying to attain that same goal and realize we're on the same team, I think eventually we'll get there. So um, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I really appreciate if you've listened to any episodes in the past. I've seen uh, hits from new places here in the United States. Uh, recently saw Minnesota. So thank you, whoever is listening from Minnesota. I really appreciate that. Uh, some new countries too. Uh, it's been a fun ride so far. So uh, I'm hoping to keep it going. But uh, always connect with the show on Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast. Uh, check out the Maddie Ice Media webpage, which is www.maddieicemedia.com. And then Maddie Ice Media 21 is the Instagram for that. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll catch you the next episode and stay safe. Uh, I'll see you down the road, everyone. 